Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Hello, welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin and this is the Manila Wrestling Federation 8 review. Yeah, the review of MW8 Halalan Special 2K19, which happened at the Venice Canal Mall at the gig city last may 18 2019 and it was scheduled to start around 5 p.m but sadly due to some technical difficulties the show officially started at 6 p.m what i like to say about the venue was it's been so long since i last been here maybe six to seven years ago because the last time i was at this specific area venice canal mall was during a job interview or a job application at a very huge office building that has a walkway going into this small area while the canal was still being under construction so i can tell you i was so surprised at the progress of this small area and now like i said it started around 6 p.m unless the audio got cut off yes the show originally was supposed to start at 5 p.m. but due to technical difficulties started 6 p.m. understandable and it started off with a short video segment featuring Fabio Makisig and Kyle Season and Tristan Creed who was trying to get a word from these two people but sadly they had other plans and we hit to the usual MWF video intro with a song of Bendetta and the show started with Sig Pezzo and Tala Halea who were introduced by Tarek El Tayek as the ring announcers for the night. Now, I was surprised at the first match because it started off strong with an implication of the main event. It's going to be a tag team match featuring the young blood of Frankie 13 and Morgan Vaughn taking on Rex Lowen and Robin Sane. Now, if Robin Sane and Rex Lowen win this match, it would just be those two guys. It would be just Rex and Robin Sane at the main event for the MWF title under Manila Rules match. But if the Young Blood win, well, if those two guys win, it would be a fatal four-way for the MWF title. And at the start of the match, it was already shown that Rex and Robin can't get along well because they were already <laughs> trying to stare down each other, trying to blind tag the other guy tapping them from behind and entering the match you know it's not too good for them early on and it was the young blood who were ganging up on rex and robin sane doing two on ones like cutting the ring in half those stuff but let it not be said that rex lawin and robin sane were no match for them because rex lawin my god delivered that hard chest slap to his opponents on Morgan Vaughn at that corner and that was something cool it reverberated through the ringside area through the second floor of Venice Canal Mall baby there was an amazing portion of the match where Frankie 13 tried to do a swanton but he misses and then Robin Zane would try to do it too but he misses it too <laughs> like oh no are they gonna connect no the bomb bombed but we'll see more of that in the main event by the way Rex Trigger was about to be hit, but it was countered into a flying knee by Frankie 13. Sane and Rex fought back against the Young Blood, but 
let's just say, an accidental Rick's trigger on Robin Sane was the undoing of this duo as Morgan Vaughn hits his finisher and pinned Robin Sane for the win and thus making it a fatal four-way match for the main event of the evening. We get a uh, video package featuring Gig Striker in his first episode called Grad Waiting. It's a recap of three months ago where Gig Striker was looking for his friend RG and he made it to this chair when he touched it. He had a vision wherein RG escaped the chair and left the area. So there was a to be continued part here because we'll see throughout the evening what happened to our friend RG. The next match was Brother Joma Liwanag versus Kyle Season. It was a very interesting match as not only would Brother Jomar come out with Jarrell Liwanag, but we have Kyle Season coming out with Fabio Makisig, with Kyle even introducing his partner, Fabio Makisig, as Pinakamlupit, Pinakamastig, or whatever like that. And what I could tell you about this match was. At first, I thought it was going to be a normal one-on-one -on -one match, but apparently, Jomar convinced his opponent, Kyle, to wear a blindfold and make it initially a blindfold match with brother Jomar getting the upper hand early on in this match until Kyle Season took off his blind blindfold and just started to beat up on brother Jomar. Now, brother Jomar was on the ground while Kyle Season was mounted on top of him and Season, oh my god, started to do some hip thrust and, you know, some dry humping on his opponent, which was kind of bastus, man. It was a SPG show, brother. There's some kids in the front line, front row, Mr. Season. My goodness. But yes, um, Brother Jomar fought back with a huge spine buster. However, in the end, it would be Kyle Season getting the win after Brother Jomar tried to do the package pile driver thing, but he inadvertently hit the referee. While the referee was down, Kyle Season delivered a low blow on Jomar, delivers a vape to the face of Jomar, and locks in that armbar. Eventually, the son of light, the brother Jomar, had to tap out and give this victory. To the one and only Kyle Season. Now the next match, uh, I really had a hard time hearing the audio, but apparently I found the name of the competitor. His name is The Mauler, but his full name apparently was The Masked Mauler. He's currently working in Australia at a uh, AWE Federation. You'll see it on the internet. It's Australian Worldwide Exploration. Oh, no, no, not that, not that, not not that. That's something else. That's, I think that's a, a, uh, yeah, it's an oil and gas producer. Don't Google that. Google AWE Australia Wrestling instead, and you'll get Australian Wrestling Entertainment. There you go. There you go. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I'm I'm live googling this right now, huh? But yeah, the guy's name is Mauler, the masked Mauler, and he hailed from Australia. At first, I thought we would get to see TNT, our friend TNT, Greg bounce back here, but he, this is another legendary Australian wrestler by name of Masked Mauler, and he took on the guy who was wearing red shirt the last show. He's still wearing red shirt this show, 
he attacked Mahler from behind and got the upper hand the first few minutes of the match. However, this guy, the Mahler, fought back and won via Boston Crab submission hold. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens after this one. If the Masked Mahler will be coming back because he might be back soon and hopefully, just hopefully, our friend TNT is coming back with him here at MWF, Manila Wrestling Federation, within the year of 2019. Now, the next portion of the show would show another very, very angry or very stressed out Tristan Creed. Like, he goes back to ringside and this time it would be him and the Youngbloods having a promo. Frankie13 says he will win. And as for Tristan Creed, he forced him to kneel and told everyone that Creed was bullied by a lot of people. And maybe this is why Tristan was kind of very pissed off from the start of the show. Well, Frankie was on the mic though. The fans didn't like him being on the mic and they started to chant boring. And knowing... And while that was happening, Frankie would try to call out one of his opponents for the night, Rex Lowen. And Rex Lowen came there and tried to attack both Morgan and Frankie, but they wisely left the ring. However, that wasn't a wise decision by Tristan Creed to stay in the ring as he went up on his feet and snuck attack Rex Lowen, which didn't even damage Rex Lowen in the first place. Lowen turned back to Tristan Creed and delivered a vicious kick to the head, and he laid out the necessary evil. Now, before we get on with the next match, now, before we get on the next match, we got a very interesting video segment. Apparently, our friend RG is good and well. In fact, after graduating, he's now applying for a job. It, it seems to be like a high-paying job as he is wearing very fancy long-sleeve clothing and with a very interesting-looking business lady. It seems like he's going to have a job at a very high paying workplace but before we get to find out who his boss is his potential boss then we're going to the next match which will be a tag team match featuring commissioner mike shannon and mr lucha taking on coach gus queens and black zilla now this is the second time black zilla and mr lucha faced each other in a tag team match, the last time they faced was in Coach Gus's Gus Global WrestleFest, where it was Lucha and Lucha Donna taking on Sir Massage Charlie Salmon and Blackzilla. Now, just like the last tag team match, these guys just prove how heavy hitting they were, as not only were they hitting each other with their huge palms and their big bodies, but even they hit the rope so hard like you can feel the ring just move like by an inch or by a few centimeters when they hit the ring ropes or they hit the ring corner post you can feel the vibrations especially when you get like when lucha sends blackzilla in that corner near us i felt like whoa look at that but we can also not discount the fact that this was the first in-ring wrestling match of commissioner mike shannon 
Now, I've seen uh, Coach Gus fight one-on-one versus Kanto Terror, but this was different. Like, this is the first time I've saw Mike Shannon in the ring. And before that match, they each of them even had their own promo time before they got to kick each other's ass. Like, Mike Shannon was there and asked if they want him to kick Coach Gus's ass. And, well, of course we do. And Gus was there afterwards to say, My God, I hate drags. So yeah, there was a back and forth there in their promos before the match started. But it would be Coach Gus and Blackzilla trying to get the upper hand here at first. But it would be Mr. Lucha and Mike Shannon getting the momentum early on. Blackzilla delivered some hard chops on Lucha only for Lucha to hit Blackzilla hard on the chest as well. Now Mr. Lucha tried to run across the ropes but he almost got beheaded by a huge clothesline by Blackzilla. Hard bicycle kick on Mr. Lucha and another round of hard chest slaps on Mr. Lucha. While Lucha was down There was one point in the match where Coach Gus wanted in so he can finish off his masked opponent. But Mr. Lucha went up and Gus was like, oh, wait, never mind. Here, I'm tagging you out again, Blackzilla. Uh, Mike got tagged in, though, and he went straight to Coach Gus, tackled him down and rained on the punches to the face of Gus Global. Now... While this was happening, it would be Mr. Lucha versus Blackzilla, and it spilled outside the ring. So while they were busy outside the ring, the referee was busy too. A man in long sleeve shirt comes in at ringside and attacks Mike Shannon from behind, low blows him, puts Gus on top of the fallen Mike Shannon, and gets him the win. And apparently, the guy who was. Assistant coach Gus get that victory was none other than RG himself. And we found out that revelation after this match because the next video segment shows that RG was applying for a job and the boss apparently was coach Gus. Now we had a 10 minute break and I apologize because... During this break, it took me more than 10 minutes to freaking go back to ringside. I had to order some Wendy's and the service was kind of slow. So when I got my burger and fries, there was a video featuring Kyle Season, Fabio McKeesig, and Rex Lowen. I couldn't hear it from where I was on the second floor outside Wendy's. But I did stay there to see the next match featuring Moises Liwanag and Gig Striker. It was a bit amusing to see that Giggs wasn't so much into the whole situation. Like, he's there, but he's not aware that a few minutes ago, alright? A few minutes ago, RG was at ringside. A few minutes ago, there was a video explaining that RG is now employed by Gus Global. But there he was, at ringside, asking, where the hell is RG? And obviously, Moises says, he's not with us. Jesus Christ, Giggs, you already know where he should have been. But I guess this is what makes me 
drawn into the character of Gig Striker. Like, he's the action star, yes, but there are some things that fly over his head, just like Drax. But don't tell that to Drax, because he has fast reflexes and nothing goes over his head. This was a very entertaining match, especially I watched it on the second floor. There's a good view there, so I love this venue for that reason alone. Like, oh, oh no, I missed out. I'm not at ringside, but hey, look at this chair. It's just like sitting across ringside area. Like, I'm just up here. I can still watch it. It's a bit tiny, but it's a nice view. So even though the seats were packed up already on the inside, there's still a lot of good spots upstairs where you can still see the action when you were there last Saturday. What's awesome about this match was the storytelling where you thought the bad guy wins again by using his devastating backbreaker. But it seems like Gig Striker is now immune to that deadly backbreaker and went up delivered the Calibra 316 and got the victory after he after he pinned Moises Liwanag for the win. Now the next match was Canto Terror, his debut match at MWF officially outside the MWF History Maker Battle Royal last year at HistoryCon, taking on a guy in blue shirt. Now this is the same guy in blue shirt that we saw at Mandala Park and he looks good in the ring once more now sadly midway i had to leave my seat because a friend of mine had to call me for some things but i did get to see the finish where kantotero got the win via mandible claw i think the name is the deep truth or something i'm not sure if i get that right is it deep truth yeah so yeah uh kantotero wins in his debut match against the guy in blue shirt. Now, the next match once more featured a submission win victory, and this time it was Jarrell Liwanag taking on Lucha Donna. Now, Lucha Donna tried her best to attack her opponent in Jarrell, but Jarrell was not phased by any offense that Lucha Donna had for her. Like she was at the corner doing those shoulder charges at the abdomen area of Jarrell, but I guess Jarrell's abs were so rock hard that it might have damaged Luchadona instead of Jarrell. Now the match ended with Jarrell getting the submission victory over Luchadona, I think, with the last chancery thing? Or was it the Mutalak? I think the other podcasts would have a better term about that right okay now let's go on to the co-main event match the one we've been waiting for it's Yoshihiro Tajiri former WWE and ECW superstar taking on Fabio Makisig now if you listened to our episode last time Jobber Talk featuring Tajiri he is very high on the prospect of Fabio Makisig and both of these men tore the house down in this match there were some strikes there were some grappling inside a ring and while we did not see the tarantula this match was very very amazing and the fans were into it it was a divided fans some were chanting tajiri some were chanting fabio during the entirety of this one-on-one match between tajiri and fabio makisig 
Now, I got impressed with Fabio's standing moonsault that only got a two count. And then he followed it up a few moments later with a spinning wheel kick on Tajiri. Fabio would get, however, some payback from the Japanese buzzsaw as Tajiri delivered some hard kicks on Fabio Makisig. The end saw Tajiri delivering a red mist on the face of an interfering Cal Season. Like, Season was about to enter the ring and attack Tajiri, but once Season entered the ring and was just near him, he gets sprayed in the face by a red mist. Now, while Cal Season and the referee were very much distracted because Cal got sprayed on, Fabio was about to deliver a kick to Tajiri, but Tajiri ducked down and delivers a red mist to the face of Fabio Makisig as well and delivers his patented buzzsaw kick to the head of Makisig. One, two, three. Third straight loss by Fabio Makisig since December 2018 and Tajiri gets his pinfall victory inside an MWF ring. Now after this amazing match, Tajiri waited for Fabio Makisic to get up and they shook hands and bowed at each other. Now Tarek got the mic, thanked Tajiri and asked what Tajiri thought of the Philippines. Tajiri says in Tagalog, Mahal ko kayo, salamat po. And now after that, we get a final video segment. It's RG meeting Gig Striker at the hallway and Giggs was like, Teka, RG, ko bayan? And RG was like, no, I I'm not RG, and just walks away, confusing the heck out of everyone, including Gig Striker, because for sure that was RG. He finally saw RG after looking for him for months, but here's RG saying, no, no, I'm not. I'm not RG. Who the hell is RG? Bye. Like, come on, man. This guy's been looking for you for so long, and you do that to him? Come on, that's just cheap, bro. I hope they have that reunion they wanted for so long. But it seems like, to me, RG's on another playing field now. It's not with gigs. It's not even with the Liwanags, I guess. It's now Gus Global. And we'll see more of that later. But now let's go on to the main event. It's the four-way match for the MWF title. It's Rex Lowen versus Robin Sane versus Morgan Vaughn versus Frankie 13. The action starts and it's Rex Lowen tossing Morgan Vaughn outside the ring. And Robin Sane tossing Frankie 13 outside of the ring as well. Before it's Rex and Sane staring down in the middle of the ring. But seconds later, the young blood come back in the ring and attack the champion and Mr. Danger himself, Rex Lowen. Frankie actually does a nice scene with Morgan Vaughn when it's just both of them inside the ring. They f pretend fight and he delivers the poke of doom to Morgan Vaughn before he does a slow pin. But instead of winning though, Rex and Robin kind of break up that pin. So I'm sorry about that. Rex Lawin and Robin Sane are back in the ring as I said and they shove on each other. But yet again, the young blood was there to swoop in and deliver a tag team assault on both Lawin and Sane. There's a brief 2-1-1 attack by Morgan Vaughn and Frankie 13 on the MWF champion. 
Rex Lawin back in the ring delivers successive overhead suplexes on all three competitors and leaves them down on the mat. And Danger Rex Lawin is on fire, baby. It seems like he's poised to get that MWF title belt. However, Morgan Vaughn, Frankie 13, would, and Rob Insane would deliver separate super kicks to the face of Rex Lawin before he goes down with a triple super kick by his three opponents. Frankie pins Rex Lawin, but it's broken by Robin Sane. Sane pins Rex Lawin, but it was stopped by Morgan Vaughn, who pins Rex Lawin, but just gets a two count on Rex Lawin. There's a small Morgan Vaughn chant at the crowd after some of us were telling Morgan that, hey, Frankie is using you, man. Stop being a tool to Frankie 13's championship run here. But I think Frankie already dispelled that notion because at one point, yes, he did let Morgan Vaughn pin Rex Lowen for the two count. Maybe, just maybe, to show that, hey, it doesn't matter who wins between the two of us because if one of us wins the belt, the young blood get this belt frankie runs up and delivers a sling blade on rex lawin morgan was about to do something to rex lawin but he kind of glitched himself he was going for a move like but he self glitched i guess i guess what's yeah oh god darn now i'm glitching too anyway yeah he got glitched and rex lawin grabbed him and locked in a sleeper hold to help him go to glitch a bit more Robin Sane delivers a 450, however, from the top rope. And then Frankie 13 delivers a senton bomb on the top rope. However, it will be Robin Sane rolling up Morgan Vaughn for the pinfall victory. While Frankie 13 is locked in a sleeper hold of sorts by Rex Lowen. Now... This was a very weird part of the match because the referee didn't immediately get to count Robin Sane and Morgan Vaughn on that pin for the 1-2-3. In fact, she was looking at Frankie 13 and Rex Lowen who had that thing going on, that submission thing. And then she sees that, oh, hey, someone's someone's doing the pin. Hey, should I, should I go there? Should I go there? No? Okay, okay, I'll go there. One, two... Three, okay, pinfall done, all right, ring the bell. It's like, I don't know what happened. Maybe it's Morgan Vaughn who glitched her or something. But yeah, more on the referees after the show thoughts. But yeah, let's just say that after Robin Sane got the three count a few seconds later or maybe at the same time, I wouldn't know because I couldn't see it from my point of view. All I saw was Robin Sane pinning Morgan Vaughn for the roll-up 1-2-3. I didn't see any tapping out from Frankie 13 because, quite frankly, my vision was blocked. But if any of you saw Frankie 13 tap out way before the count of three, please do PM me. Hell, PM MWF management themselves because they need to know about this because this was a title match. But as of now, contested or not, the winner and still your MWF champion, Robin Sane. Now, afterwards, Robinson got the title and he jaw jacked Rex Lau and say, Heh, still the champ. I don't know what happened there, but I'm still the champ. Heh, <laughs> in your face. Or something like that. Then he grabbed the 
microphone and says that while this match is over, the night is not. Tara, let's go. It's time to get the voting results. And with that, Robinson left ringside area. And we are now going to the final segment of the night. It's the results of the commissionership of MWF. Because during the whole show, like in between certain matches, there was like a tally of how many votes Coates, Gus, or Mike Shannon have. Because before the show started, we were like lining up there and we were given a ballot to pick either Mike Shannon or Gus Queens. Obviously, you know who I voted for. Gus Queens, baby. Gus for 2019. And finally, we now have the results. And the results were so close to each other. It's like Mike Shannon with 99 votes and Gus Queens, 100 votes. That's right. I voted for Queens. My voted count. I was one of the 100. And I'm proud to say your new MWF commissioner, Gus Queens. After the announcement, Mike Sandon said that he believes in democracy and congratulates Coach Gus. But he told Gus that if he does anything dirty, he's going to make Gus's life a living hell. Like he did the last three years. Gus got the mic and said in Tagalog, Tignan mo naman tadhanan ang lahat ay nagbalik din sa akin. Or something about... Look at this. Everything comes back to me. And as new Commissioner Coates Gus, my first order of business is to take away Mike Shannon. You are fired. And he told the security to escort Mike Shannon out of ringside. And he was gonna sing the na 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 hey hey goodbye song while Mike Shannon was getting escorted. MWF ends with Gus saying that MWF has gone global and he has announced RG as his new political consultant. It's a very interesting show to say the least. Last show we had Coates Gus down on the mat after getting clocked by Rex Lawin. This show he was standing tall as the new MWF commissioner, baby. Then we had a nice... Title defense by Robin Sane at the end. And before that, a very amazing matchup between Tajiri and Fabio McKissick. All in all, MWF 8 was a huge step after MWF 7. Especially the very controversial finish in the MWF 7 title match with Lawin and Sane. When Robin Sane got bloodied up. And apparently, like I talked to some of my friends who had new friends over to watch this event. MWF 8 at Venice Piazza and he told me that the reason why they went here was to see Rob Insane because they heard about that incident and they're intrigued and they see that Rob Insane's a badass big step up from MWF 7 the only drawbacks well there's only two drawbacks okay first it started late second uh, there were one or two of the referees kind of need to you know work a bit more i'm not an expert but even i got a bit frustrated at some points of the match like you know i'm pretty sure that low blows not allowed in a certain match fatal four-way unless it was 
discovered post-match that, hey, it's no DQ or hey, it's no count-out. There were certain points that y you could have counted them out, but I, I don't know. There's just one or two things off in the officiating, but I don't want to echo that sentiment because I'm pretty sure a couple of review shows or a couple of posts to MWF Facebook page have already talked about that ad nauseum. But yeah, aside from the lateness and one or two ref issues, all is good, all is well on my end. And I'm so excited to see Tajiri back soon here in the Philippines. So that's my review for MWF 8. Check out the other reviews such as SGP with my good friend Camus and Andre Bigudala coming to you in a couple of days or maybe it just uploaded now. I don't know. I don't know when this show is going to be uploaded in the first place. And maybe Kayfabe Cafe if they actually make the vlog or an episode of Kayfabe Cafe with an audio review of this show. And of course, my, my new favorite, Balibagan. Please check the guys of Balibagan out. And hopefully I can see them on YouTube soon. The MWF review by Balibagan. And that's it. That's my MWF 8 review. Thank you so much, MWF. Thank you so much, Tajiri-san. Thank you so much, the Mahler, for visiting the Philippines, you guys. And I hope to see you guys back here soon. And on Sunday... We got another local wrestling show by PWR this time. It's Revolution X 2019 at the Powermax Center Spotlight. Tickets are at $3.99 before the show dates and $4.50 on the show date itself. And I'll see you guys there. And maybe I'll also see you guys at Kayfabe Cafe's Double or Nothing live stream at V-Spot Resto Bar in Kadipunan, Quezon City. Tickets of that viewing party are at 200 pesos. Starts at 6 a.m. up to 12 noon. And if you want, we can get a grab car, go from V-Spot Katipunan to the freaking Powermax Center at Circuit Makati to have back-to-back -back wrestling live shows on a Sunday, baby. And that's it. That's all for Jobber Talk. My name is Martin. Please help the site Unsuck by being a monthly patron. That's patreon.com slash channel14. But if you don't, please like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Jobber Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to Jobber Talk on your iTunes or Spotify, your Stitcher, or wherever the hell you get your episodes at. All right? We got other shows like Third World Gaming, Bodega Nights, and Third World Linux and Radio Norm. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. And if you've been listening, yes, that episode's gonna be about Revolution X 2019. <laughs>